You know, Jacob, they say you must not read from the book. But don't tell that to the nice folks over at Super Yaki, because in September, they'll be reading from the book at the Alamo Draft House near you with the Mummy Movie Party. Isn't that pretty neat? That's very neat. Matt, I think we both share uh, a few things about our lives. And uh, one of them is that I believe we both have Super Yaki Mummy bumper stickers. Is that correct? We do. We have the originals. We don't have those cheap bootlegs that you find. Yes. If you head over to the Alamo Draft House for any of the Mummy movie parties, they're going to give you a free bumper sticker, which are, I gotta say, people give me so many honks for my honk if you'd rather be watching the cinematic masterpiece starring Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz, The Mummy. Or from 1999. <laughs> from 1999. <laughs> I See, the thing is, I don't know who what they're honking for anymore because I have the Mummy bumper sticker and I have the honk if you're horny for Han from the critically acclaimed film Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Matt, I think we have identical cars then. I think I we do. I also have the I'm a fan of the Raimi cam sticker on my bumper. Oh. Basically, my entire bumper is super yaki minus the Spaceballs sticker that I have on there. But uh, Super Yaki, they don't just have bumper stickers. They also have t-shirts, sweatshirts, socks. Um, they've got just everything a really cool lover could they ever have, want. They have really cool pins. Oh, yes. And their collections include Thank You, Sam Raimi, with yes. uh, quite a lot of great Sam Raimi merch. I picked up the Who is Sam Raimi Darkman-style t-shirt. Amazing How tall shirt. is Lee Pace? <laughs> They've got merch for the upcoming Knives Out sequel, Glass Onion. Mm-hmm. So if you're excited that Benoit Blanc is back, head on over to superyaki.com and pick yourself up some stuff. And Matt, how and can people get some discounts on that? Oh, yeah, don't forget. Use our discount code SUPERMONSTER for 10% off your order. Super Yaki, let's watch more movies. Good evening, and welcome back to Monsters Never Die, Talk Film Society's spooky podcast where Jacob and I discuss classic monsters, human or otherwise, as well as their sequels, remakes, and ripoffs. I'm one of your co-hosts, Matt Curione, editor-at-large over at Talk Film Society, and with me as always is... Matt, that's the celebration horn. Ha! Ah! And I'm Jacob DeNoble. I was blowing the celebration horn. They sent it to me from Albania. From Celebration Town in Albania. Yes. 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 (laughs) Uh, And what are we celebrating? Well, we are celebrating the fact that as of our last episode, we have covered 200 films on Monsters Never Die. That's right. We have talked about 200 movies in the two and a half years since we've started recording this wonderful show. We have covered 200 films in 32 episodes. Which Hot is, damn. <laughs> you know, for you, the listener, that is a lot of movie bang for your buck. Yes, it is. We're, you know, we're, it, a, we're a bargain, Jacob. <laughs> You spend an hour of your day with us and hear about anywhere between four and 15 films, depending on the episode. (laughs) Depending on what we decide to tackle, you're going to get a lot of movie. And um, we just wanted to take this episode as kind of a celebration, a look back. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about some of our favorites, give you some stats about the movies we've watched, and uh, really just kind of, you know, dig into some stuff that maybe overlooked or you know if you haven't listened to all the episodes maybe give you a few recs for ones to go back to or at the very least movies to go back to 200 that's it's a lot of film it it, you know it feels like only yesterday that i randomly posted a tweet saying i'm gonna do this marathon and it was a picture of uh, a bunch of universal monster movies and their you know updates or remakes and then uh like the good friend you are, you slid into my DMs and said, let's make it a show. 
And it took about three episodes for me to give up on the idea that I was ever going to constrain you to just talking about the Universal movie and the remake. Yeah, yeah. The initial idea was just two movies per episode. Yes, it was. By, by episode three, it ballooned into the concept now where we talk about all of the remakes, sequels, reimaginings, and... At least the ones, at least the ones that we know about, and the ones that we love, and yes. sometimes hate. Mm, yes, we, we we won't be talking about those on this episode. I might be talking about a couple of them. Rutro so, El- elves returns. Oh no! <laughs> so, um, so folks, if you head on down to letterbox.com, um, I've created a letterbox list of some of our of every single film we've watched on here, which is how that I knew that we were covering two hundred. And uh, I just just wanted to run down some some quick stats for you from the I th- fine people at Letterboxd. I thank you for your service, Jacob. I mean, it's not too hard. <laughs> the Letterbox does the heavy lifting. But this um, is true, Matt. Out of our two hundred films, what do you think is the most popular film? The one the most people have seen, not necessarily the most highly rated. Jaws. You would think. I would think Jaws or Jurassic Park. I was about to say it's another senior Spielberg. It is Jurassic Park. Now, figures. <laughs> say what you um, will about the man how he you know abused dinosaurs and such but he makes popular films and Jurassic Park in fact is not only the most popular it is also the highest rated the top five highest that, yeah. rated films that we've talked about it's an eclectic list which I think says more about the kind of people who use Letterboxd than anything yeah. else <laughs> so Matt the top five number okay. one Jurassic Park mm-hmm Number two, Scream. Okay, yeah. Number three is a curveball. Phantom of the Paradise. <laughs> you know what? There's a lot of De Palma heads out there. Uh, it's a, I mean, it's so a good I am film. not surprised. I'm not surprised in the least. Uh, number four is the original Godzilla. And then number five is Jaws. Damn. Damn. It's a good uh, list. I would watch those five movies. It's not too shabby. Big fan and, of that Jaws. <laughs> And just to round out the other side, the lowest five rated movies that we've watched on here, the ones that people hate the most, and I'll disagree with some of the... Not disagree might be strong. It's it's Leprechaun Origins, isn't it? Some of these are underrated. Um, So, number fifth, so we're we're, going to lead up to the worst film that we've covered. Okay, okay. I want to be surprised, yes. Fifth worst, Hobgoblins. Which I think is an unfair rap to Hobgoblins, because Hobgoblins is pretty good, oh, even that... if you're not watching the Mystery Science Theater version. That movie's a hoot. <laughs> People are it's... silly. I mean, it's bad, but it's certainly better it's, than it's, other things we've it's, seen. It's like when people say that, oh, this island Earth is bad because it was in the Mystery Science Theater movie. That's a good movie. I mean, Hobgoblins is worse than this island Earth. <laughs> oh, much worse. Like, like I, th- I think this island Earth is legitimately good. Hobgoblins is not legitimately good, but it's fun. It is fun. It, it's probably the weakest of the Gremlins knockoffs, but it's still a good time because yeah. every Gremlins knockoff is good. That's my secret. That's your secret. <laughs> Slightly worse than Hobgoblins is The Mighty Kong, the animated King Kong musical that ends with Oof. King Kong getting shot off the building and then lowered to the ground by two blimps <laughs> where he does not die. Because, you know, for kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they, also, wa- they wasted two of the remaining 25 blimps to take him down to Earth. Good for him. And uh, that movie surprisingly has Dudley Moore in it and um, <coughs> Jody Benson. And Ariel. the songs are by the Sherman Brothers. And it's God just like... Damn. It's a lot of big ticket people behind the scenes and the animation looks like absolute garbage. Oof. Slightly worse than Mighty Kong, and this is one that I'm going to fight against, but you are not. Okay. Jaws 4, The Revenge. I will not back that movie up. The best Jaws sequel. Um, no. (laughs) Absolutely not. Everyone's favorite senior rom-com slash shark movie, Jaws The Revenge. God, no. (laughs) Um, Be, Be... Be, ex- be looking forward to a, uh, a surprise turnaround that I've had on a movie later on in the episode. Oh, that's exciting. I don't know if I have any of those. Oh, I do. 
I, most of my turnarounds have happened before we covered them on the show. Okay, all right. Maybe I'll, I'll see if I can think of any that have happened like that. Uh, number four, our second worst movie, which I think only earned a very brief mention in our very first episode, Dracula 3000. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, which, it must have been a very brief mention because I do not even remember talking about that. <laughs> I, I believe you just kind of threw in threw it in in a sentence. Um, Dracula like, three thousand in space. There is no daylight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Hmm. Have, have you seen it? Because I no, haven't. no, God, no. I'm not watching that. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Matt, you say you're not going to watch it. Can I read you the cast? Because I just read the cast, and now I'm going to watch it. Please do. I, I maybe, maybe I'll I'll check this one out if I find Matt, I guarantee you this is going to change cast. your mind. Yeah? Oh, no. Casper Van Dien. Okay. Erica Alaniac. No idea who that is. Uh, Baywatch and Under Siege. Uh, sure. Coolio. <laughs> oh, God. Tiny Lister. Oh, the president of, of Earth. Yes. Yeah, and Udo Kier. You know what? Fine. <laughs> you you, you, you kind of had me going with Casper. You sealed the deal with Udo Kier. Yeah. I um, will seek this out and look for it. It's probably on YouTube. It has a great 1.3 average rating on <laughs> Letterboxd. Yeah, I didn't know that there were average ratings on Letterboxd until about a month ago. Oh, wow. I never really paid attention to what those numbers were. I was just like, oh, that's how many people watched it, I guess. Whatever. Um, and the lowest rated film on Letterboxd, and deservedly so, because it's the worst movie I've ever seen, Leprechaun Origins. Oh, it's terrible. Not the worst movie I've ever seen, uh, but it's down there. Is it the it's... worst movie you've seen on the show? Without a doubt. No, I don't even need to give that any thought whatsoever. That if is, you skip, yeah, terrible. Yeah, if you skip over our Leprechaun show, Leprechaun Origins is just—it's the WWE produced yeah. Leprechaun remake, <laughs> which and there's no but, Leprechaun you know, in it. Yeah, there's no Leprechaun. That's the problem. No, um, they cast a Hornswoggle, who's a little person wrestler. I don't yeah. know why, because Hornswoggle is like charismatic, and it's just like a horrible suit you never see. And yeah, he could terrible. be a cougar. And nothing in the movie would change. Yeah. He just claws and bites at people. It's terrible. He doesn't talk or do anything. A uh, little bit Bad of... movie. A little bit of Matt lore for everyone. Uh, the worst movie I've ever seen is tied to an experience. Because the worst movie I've seen is Snow Day. And the reason I hate it is because I wasted a snow day seeing it. Aw, <laughs> oh, that's cute, though. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I was so upset. Have you seen it since? No. Nor will I. Gina Snow Day was originally written to be a Pete and Pete movie. It might have been better that way. Yeah. (laughs) Fun facts that are rattling around my brain. You know what? You have a good brain, and it's filled with trivias. I appreciate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Matt, I, I also... One of the other things I pulled up are directors who have shown up on multiple episodes of our show. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to tell you who's number one, who's appeared on the most episodes of our show. But before we get there, we've got quite a few who've shown up on two. Okay. So we have James Whale, who's just directed <clears throat> a couple Frankensteins and An mm-hmm. Invisible Man. Yep. Carl Freund, who did Dracula and then showed up. That was our very first episode. Our very first movie, in fact. Yes. And he showed up. Way later for our Spooky Hands episode with Mad Love. Yes, yes. Uh, Terrence Fisher showed up three times for all of his hammer work. So Curse of Frankenstein, Dracula, The Mummy, some of the Frankenstein sequels. Um, Ashiro Honda, he worked on half of the Showa Godzillas. Yeah. He also showed up in our King Kong episode. Ah, yes. Remember the summer of Godzilla? (laughs) The, the Summer of Godzilla, which took us <laughs> six months. Yes. <laughs> but in all fairness, we did cover like 35 movies in we six did. months. We did. We padded our resume with that with that series. That was a lot of fun, though. That was It was great fun. Now, we have two horror masters who show up in two episodes, but for kind of surprising things. Okay. So Wes Craven, 
did four out of five screams. Yes. But he also did Swamp Thing. Yes. Which showed up on our Creature from the Black Lagoon episode. Which is a super great movie. I love that one. And um, have you seen the sequel? No, not yet. That's the Chopping Mall guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like, Slash I like all I like, the I like children's Mall. movie and pornography he does now. Jesus. Weird guy. <laughs> his... I will say his pornography has some of the best titles any movies Jesus. have ever had. <laughs> Jim Wynorski, right? That's his yeah. name. Jesus. I, <laughs> I'm just, if you look down his IMDb, literally back to back, Cobra Gator, <clears throat> A Doggone Hollywood, yes. Legend of the Naked Ghost. <laughs> ah, that's a great title. Damn. Sharkensaw Women's Prison Massacre. Sharkensaw? <laughs> and Scared Topless. Oh my god. And then combining them is Shark Babes. Uh, amazing. And uh, before we move off of that, I just want to say my favorite of his titles is Busty Cops Go Hawaiian. Which <laughs> just so it's a police good. academy spinoff, obviously. Um, but our other horror master who's shown up twice, again, for... Not anything I think normal people would say. John Carpenter showed up on our WrestleMania tie-in episode for They ah, Live. Ah, yes, yes. And then our Invisible Man episode for Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Yes, the movie that almost made him quit directing. If you Which read it that, shouldn't if have. you read that recent good. interview. Oh God, I haven't. I want to. Uh, yeah, he's he said uh, it was so terrible working with Chevy Chase that he debated stopping directing movies. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah, the movie had a different lead. It, if only. That would be nice. What if Sam Neill had been the lead instead of the villain? Ten out of ten stars. That's a movie. Yes, that's a movie. Give me. I want. Um, we also have special effects man John Carl Buchler, who did yes. Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College, and Friday the 13th Part 7. Yes. The New yes. Blood. Um, Which is a movie that, uh, when I first saw it, I was like, meh, whatever. But now it's like a Friday movie that I watch a lot. Yeah, it's great. I I think it's fun. I mean, blah, blah, blah. We'll never see the unedited footage. Who cares? (laughs) What we got was pretty awesome. It's the one Friday the 13th where I think the climax of the film is better than the rest of it, which is... Yeah, it's good. That's nice. I mean, that that final battle is fucking awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's badass. Good lord. And it's got Terry Kaiser in it. It's awesome. <laughs> it's it's so good. Uh, we also have Timothée Chalamet's uncle, Rodman yes. Slender, who did Leprechaun <laughs> 2, the best Leprechaun, and Idle Hands, not the best, idle, not the best hand movie. <laughs> oh, Idle Hands. Um, Joe Johnston showed up for Jurassic Park three and The Wolfman. Yeah, God bless him. Oh, I love The Wolfman. Steven Spielberg showed up for Jurassic Park and Jaws. Yep, and The Lost World. Yep. Michael Doherty was did Krampus and Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which I think is probably the biggest gap, but like the biggest difference between the two movies he made. Oh, without a doubt. Show. Without a doubt. Um, and then Matt, I have saved best for last. Person who has appeared on our show four times, four different oh. episodes. Who do you think it is? <sighs> Four different episodes. Um, is it Chuck Russell? Oh, good guess. It is Joe Dante. Okay, I, yeah, in, okay. He was in our Jaws ripoff episode mm-hmm. with Piranha. Piranha. Yeah. Our Christmas Monsters episode with Gremlins. Yeah. Our Wolfman episode with The Howling. Yes. And our Gremlins knockoffs episode with Gremlins 2. Yes. Wow. We do love Dante, don't we? He's great. I just watched Inner Space the other day, and it was a hoot. You know what? That movie's great. I watched that movie so much when I was a little kid, and I hadn't seen it in years, like at least 15 years. And then we watched it a few months ago, and it was just as great as I remember. Uh, Martin Short, one of the funniest human beings to ever live. Yeah, he's uh, so great. He's working on another level than us, Jacob. He's not human. Yeah. I, I realized in college, I watched him dance, and I thought, that's how I'm going to dance. And I <laughs> was watching the movie, and I thought, I never really stopped doing that. That's just how I dance now. Yeah. Um, 
I think Rennie Harlan is going to end up on this list pretty eventually. Um, oh, yeah. He's... Yeah, well, as soon as we hit those Nightmare on Elm Streets, he's going to pop up. Oh, we're doing those one day, one day. And and Ronnie Yu has got to come back mm-hmm. whenever we do the Chuckies. Mm-hmm. Cronenberg is another one who I can't believe has only shown up once. Yeah, we uh, all we did was uh, The Fly, right? Yeah. I, I think it's yeah. because Cronenberg movie, like... If Cronenberg's going to show up on our episode, it's going to be Cronenberg movies. Yeah. Like, or, I mean, we could even. In, in we, any other genres. We could even throw him in if we do, like, a Stephen King special mm. one day. Oh, that's because, a good idea. Because uh, that might be my second favorite Cronenberg. Hmm. Like, my yeah. number one is The Fly. Yeah. But second might be The Dead Zone. I think that's a great one. That is a great one. I, I did a, a big Cronenberg watch. Right before uh, Crimes of the Future came out, I, I miss that guy. I need to watch Future Crimes. Oh, it's so good. It looks pretty it's good. Ma- it's maybe his funniest movie. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> um, so, Matt, uh, I hear there's some movies that you want to talk about. So, hit me up with some of some of the things you've you've gathered for. Yeah. Us. So, I I perused the uh, letterbox list that you sent me, and I was uh, you know going over. You know, there's some that you know I talk about a lot, and so I don't really want to highlight them. But uh, even though I do talk about this one a lot on Twitter, not so much on the show. It's uh, the first one I want to talk about is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm. Uh, still. I said it on our our very first episode, but still, my all-time favorite Dracula movie, uh, starring Gary Oldman as my all-time favorite portrayal of uh, The Count. I I love this movie. I love all the effects, all those in-camera effects. I love um, Johnny Knoxville showing up as a stunt double. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, I will uh, share the tweet with you uh, later on, but there is an interview with Francis Ford Coppola, and I believe it's uh, Roman Coppola, because he helped he helped with uh, mm-hmm. the, vi- the visual effects, and there is a scene that they talk about, and he's like, and if you didn't know this, in this scene, uh, Johnny Knoxville shows up to play Keanu Reeves' stunt double. How old was Johnny Knoxville in 1992? <laughs> Young. He must have he been like uh, 20, something like that. Oh my god, 1971. It, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he was, uh, Johnny Knoxville was Keanu Reeves' uh, stunt double in Bram Stoker's Dracula. And uh, that's pretty neat. <laughs> Matt, if you Google the phrase Johnny Knoxville Dracula, and your tweet is the first Google result. <laughs> of course it is. Yes, awesome. Uh, I think that one did numbers, actually, from what I recall. Uh, not this one. <laughs> Which one? Oh, wait, no, there it is. Okay. <laughs> you had a surprise. Johnny Knoxville was Keanu's body double, and that had one like, but uh, your other oh, one, you, you, you got up to 500 when you, you posted the video. Hey, that's what I like to hear. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, Johnny Knoxville, he, he's a terrific stunt double. Uh, no, I love Brandon Stover's Dracula. Um, I love it so much that I might even double dip the 4K because they just added more bonus features to it. Oh, that's how much that's how that's how much I adore that movie. They added like a mu- a couple of music videos, and uh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> how many times have you bought that movie, Matt? Over the years, at least three or four. I had it on VHS. I had it on DVD. I had it on. So that's how many? That's two. And, that's two. and then I, okay, then I had another DVD. I had the Super Bit. DVD, mm. which was apparently like a higher definition DVD or some bullshit like that. Yep. Uh, and then I had the standard Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And then I had the 4K. And then I bought it on Blu-ray again because that was <laughs> as a double feature with Mary Shelley's Frankenstein because at the time, um. that was the only way you could get Mary Shelley's Frankenstein on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And since then, I have upgraded my Mary Shelley's Frankenstein to the recent Arrow Video 4K. Oh, nice. So, so you're I at six currently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's a tradition. That's a, that's RoboCop we, Evil Dead 2 numbers. <laughs> we buy Dracula. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times. That's embarrassing, Jacob. Don't bring that up. 
<laughs> do you do you have the Blu-ray that's in like the weird book with like the red spine and like the front cover is just like a clean sheet of plastic, like a clear sheet of plastic? No. That's the one I have. It's very weird. It's like the weirdest Blu-ray case huh. I have. Interesting. I'll have to Google that. That's in, that's that's weird. Yeah, it's just got old man Gary Oldman like licking the razor as the cover, but like the cover is the first page of this booklet and it's below huh. this clear sheet of plastic. Weird. I don't think I've even seen that one. Uh so you your your turn. You hit me up with a movie. Alright, so um the the list of movies I made was for for me was the biggest surprises. The ones okay. that I went in either not expecting much or expecting a lot. Um Okay. All right. See, what I did, I just went through the list and picked movies that like I really love or that I've turned around on. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my biggest surprises, I would say, is Valentine, which um, that post-scream... That's a very fun movie. The post-scream slasher. Mm-hmm. And what really distinguished it among that wave of movies is that it has absolutely no knowing this no winking at the camera and no. that helps it make it feel much more part of the 80s brethren than yes. all of the other like i know what you did last summer urban legends they all kind of carried over that scream winky winky yeah and valentine what i love about it is that it's it's kind of a secret modern american giallo picture mm-hmm. without like, a doubt it, it has that same sense of style, some creative Argento-style kills. The killer has this, like, demented backstory that feels like it belongs to Tenebra or Bird with the Crystal Plumage. And um, wears, you know, black leather gloves. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's got uh, it's got Denise Richards, who I... I'm going to go ahead and stake my claim. I think Denise Richards deserves a cultural re- like, re-evaluation. Yeah, yeah. I think... Denise Richards maybe doesn't have the biggest range, but when she is deployed correctly, mm-hmm. she is no one no one better. And she's good. She's great and, and she's fun. She's fun. She's yeah. funny. Yeah, that's that's what helps with, with her a lot. She has she has very good uh, comedic talents. Like, yeah, maybe she wasn't right for James Bond, but like Drop Dead Gorgeous, Starship Troopers. Mm-hmm. She's even good in Terry. Tammy and the T-Rex. <laughs> yes. She shows up for interviews on the Blu-ray for Tammy and the T-Rex, which says she does. she's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. When she popped up, I was like, oh, okay, no. She gets it. Yeah, so Denise Richards, let's uh, let's all start appreciating her more. That's my that's my call for today. Uh, what, what else have you got, Matt? Uh, well, we already discussed it in our little pre-show, but uh, Stephen Summers' The Mummy. Yeah. Uh, this is like one of the best summer blockbusters ever and it's just such a terrific adventure movie it's such a good throwback uh it's not you know yeah it's a remake in name of the mummy with uh boris karloff but it's not beholden to anything and it 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 has elements but it's it's its own thing, and it's so much fun. And Brendan Fraser is perfect in it, and Rachel Weisz is perfect in it. And it's just God, I love that movie so much. It's a movie that if I didn't have the compulsion to watch other movies, I would watch all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I'm glad it's blossomed into a classic. I think people of the right age are now just like really growing and glowing in their love of it. And it's funny to look at because, like, at the time, people were like, this movie is, like, Indiana Jones without, like, a sense of pacing. It's too, it's so action-packed. It's so, you know, everything's moving. It's so noisy. But then you look at the rest of Stephen Summers' career and you're like, oh, this is Stephen Summers is, like, the absolute model of restraint. Yeah, this is his, his thing. Like, I just like, watched uh, Deep Rising a couple weeks ago and, mm-hmm. uh... Terrific movie. Lots of fun. A lot of stupid stuff goes on. (laughs) I I made the joke once that, uh, you know, the drill tweet about uh, turning the dial that says racism on it and looking at the crowd like they're the Price is Right audience. Yes. I feel like that's what (laughs) Stephen Summers does with stupidity in his movies. And he's just like constantly turning the dial 
and some of his movies are not stupid enough and some of his movies are too stupid and i think the mummy landed that dial for the first and only time on the exact perfect mm-hmm without oh man it it is it's it's like that perfect balance all right for another surprise for me this is the caveat here is that my surprise is mostly that this was watchable (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna say fright night 2 the new blood from 2013 the shot in romania direct-to-video sequel to the fright night remake but not the one that i instead a remake of the original fright night but with a sexy lady vampire at the center the one that i didn't watch i didn't watch this it's it's not good but it's it's better than what that description would have you think and that enough is like it was a very pleasant surprise that it went down pretty smoothly and it makes one i think actively great choice Mm-hmm. And they make the Peter Vincent character a reality show ghost hunter, which I think if you're remaking Fright Night, it's pretty cool. That actually makes more sense than David Tennant as a magician. Like, eh, if, kinda. I'm just thinking it's if you're trying Vegas. to, if you're updating quote unquote like old actors who's now a horror host who someone yeah. would go to to like help them fight vampires, a reality show ghost hunter fits that really well Mm, true and now i I mean i it's a much worse movie than fright night the remake yeah but i i think that was just a very clever and smart choice in a movie that's not full of them so (laughs) i I just wanted to flag how good that is uh my my next movie is uh joe johnston's the wolfman which, as you have said in the past, is not just a Wolfman movie. It is a Wolfman itself. Uh, and uh, <laughs> be, being it, you know, it switches tones back and forth mm-hmm. really quick. Uh, we watched this, I actually just revisited this about a month ago, and it owns, Jacob. Yeah. It's so I... good. It has some of my favorite horror moments. Like, when when he slaps that guy's head off... A plus home run, bravo! You did it. That is cool as shit. It has one of my favorite uh, Wolfman transformation sequences when he's tied up in the asylum. Mm-hmm. Uh, it come on, it had it has a wrestling match between Benicio del Toro and Anthony <laughs> Hopkins to end it all. It's, it's cool so as hell, and it has Hugo weaving. Uh, come on, A plus. I almost got so kicked good. out of the theater because I got too rowdy because I was you, so excited about that movie. <laughs> you were hooting and hollering, and you had a blast. I, I, I saw that in theaters, and I had a great time when it came out. I I love The Wolfman. It's good. God damn it. And people don't give it a chance, and I don't understand why. I was taking a writing as a critic class at the time in college, and um, one of our things was we had to do a profile on a critic. And okay. to pick my critic, I was like... I am only going to pick someone who gave the Wolfman a positive review. <laughs> and that, so I just, I was searching through Rotten Tomatoes and just, I, I, I don't remember who I picked, but I just remember I was only picking from critics who liked the Wolfman because that's how I was feeling in that moment. Because you knew that they had taste, yes. Yeah. That's, but um, yeah, I think that one is severely underrated. It's mm-hmm. certainly not particularly well loved. Yeah, it's weird, too. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) listeners, if you do seek it out, seek out that unrated cut. The gore is a delight. (laughs) And, like, just to give you a a sense of how how underrated The Wolfman is, on Letterboxd, here's some movies that are rated more highly than The Wolfman. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be mad about this first one. The Fly 2. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I like some of these. The Creature Walks Among Us. No. Bad. Bad movie. Don't take away the Gill Man's gills. <laughs> now I'm just going to read ones that are going to make you mad. Hospital Massacre. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who are these people? <sighs> Monsters. The these are pretty good, but... Uh, Monsters. But yeah. Just, um, the Wolfman deserves so much more credit. It's It does. It's a delightful time in the, the yeah. cinema. Resurgence, reevaluation when 
Um, one that I didn't expect anything out of and came out loving, mm-hmm. Curse of the Fly. Oh, yes, the gothic uh, romance. Uh, I, yeah, the Crimson, had, the Crimson Peak one. Yes. <laughs> I, You know, I all I had really heard about it and all the documentaries are just like, oh, yeah, it's the Fly sequel that doesn't have Vincent Price or any flies in it. And so you, you kind of go and in. And no like, one likes it. You're like, okay, this isn't going to be good. And then it turns out that, oh, no, this is just like Wuthering Heights, but with some atomic monsters in it. It's good. Like, I love it. It's so underrated i think because i don't think people are picking up on the genres that it's playing with but exactly the idea of a 50s atomic age gothic romance is just like chef's kiss that's the perfect blend in the movie it's 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 catnip for you yes and uh it's a stream of cat adams nip which (laughs) (laughs) a reference to the original fly but um even if you haven't seen the fly or return of the fly check out curse of the fly it's a really great time yeah it's good it's yeah it's It's one one of those it's one of those cool it's one of those cool sequels where you could watch it as a standalone and you have a great time you don't yeah yeah, you just need to know that yeah there's gonna be some type of uh some type of monsters in it hmm uh for me i'm going to go with the original jurassic park revenge of the creature uh, mm. That's that's where uh, you know it's the it's the direct sequel to Creature from the Black Lagoon. They have mm-hmm. captured uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, and they're keeping him basically in a theme park. And it's really damn cool. I love this one. I believe this is the one where he uh, chucks a guy against a tree, and he kind of mm-hmm. just like he, oh. he flies into that tree, and it is a beautiful a beautiful wire stunt that is very obviously a wire stunt but it's also so much fun just it's one of those scenes where you will rewind it you will watch it again and again and possibly even watch it in slow motion it's that much fun jacob yeah i i actually did exactly what you said the first time i saw the movie i Mm -hmm. paused it rewound it watched it again paused it rewound it videoed it tweeted it out yes one more time just for sheer joy (laughs) it's so good it's it's a man on wires getting thrown through the air and crashing into a tree it's beautiful it's a beautiful moment in the history of cinema (laughs) it's a oh man what a great film yeah good stuff (laughs) um i gotta say orca surprised me how much i loved orca that was another one i had not heard much good about but it's just gothic horror and true misanthropy. It's the movie mm. that I've seen that hates humans more than any other movie I've ever seen. And, and that's why it's good. Yeah, I respect it. A Orca-based revenge flick is... The opening where they spill out Orca fetuses is, like, horrifying. Horrifying. No thank you. Hard pass on that. <laughs> uh... As for me, uh, a big I'm going to revisit a big surprise. Uh, mm-hmm. Pete, we discussed this in our, I believe, our first Christmas special, uh, P2, mm. which is a fun little thriller of a horror yeah. movie uh, with a completely unhinged Wes Bentley performance. <laughs> I love him in this movie. I think it's probably my favorite performance of his. He is just next level weird and creepy and uh, he he's like an incel before that was even a thing. Uh, yeah. it's, 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 it's a phenomenal movie that not a lot of people give a chance because it came out in that era when you know studio horror was pretty much just bullshit yeah and this was just this was another one that had your typical horror movie trailer and no one wanted to give it a chance and no people should give p2 a chance because it rocks yeah i think the culture wasn't really there in acknowledging the danger of nerdy men who feel entitled to women and and I'm so happy that you suggested we watch this for that episode. I, I I think the other problem is just that movie is saddled with I think a very unfortunate title. P two is like the yeah, least descriptive title. title you could possibly have. Yeah, yeah, um, not a good title. But yeah, it's a it's a great flick. If you love 
people trapped in a single location, only a couple of actors, thrillers. If you love The Shallows, P2, I yes, think, yes. hits many of those same what-would-I-do buttons. And Honestly, um, very good double feature right there. Yeah. That would be fun. That would be really fun. That would be fun. Um... Yeah, that's about it I have for surprises, but there are just a couple of movies that, according to the letterbox, not many people have seen, and I think they should. Okay. Um, Give me one. All right. I gotta, I gotta recommend Munchies. <laughs> <laughs> Munchies, the Gremlins knockoff with Harvey Corman in dual roles, <laughs> and <laughs> it's genuinely funny, and... For low-budget horror comedies, that is so rare. And yeah. Tina Hirsch is the director, and she edited a bunch of Joe Dante stuff, and she brings a sweetness to even the exploitation elements. And I don't, like, like I said, a Gremlins knockoff is always good because it's always fun to see puppets do stuff. I, I, I love puppets. Yeah, they're they're just so. It's like everybody wants to be like, what if Muppets went bad? What if I had to kill a Muppet? And these movies <laughs> kind of let you live that fantasy. <laughs> what if we killed Muppets? <laughs> uh, you want to hear a big turnaround I've had? Well, not a big oh, turnaround. Yes, I'd love to. But I, f- I find it watchable now. Cruel mm. Jaws. Yeah. Cruel Jaws. A movie <laughs> that a Jaws. movie that I butchered and savaged on our Jaws knockoff <laughs> episode. But knowing my dumbass, of course I ordered the Severn Blu-ray as soon as it was available. <laughs> because I needed it. I yeah. needed to own this thing. So people would see it on the shelf and go, the fuck is that? <laughs> and you know what? I said this on Letterboxd, but it's a marginally better movie when I'm not watching a... Uh, terrible rip off of youtube <laughs> you know that's i i feel that way about a lot of movies a good like transfer can really do wonders really for your experience it, with a movie it it helps it helps uh cruel jaws still very not good still very <laughs> stupid but it's fun i have fun watching it i throw it on every once in a while just to have something on and i'm like yeah no this is a. Uh, this is a good one. I like the blatant it. Star Wars knockoff music. Oh my god, amazing! the The Hulk Hogan knockoff. Uh, yeah. yeah, great stuff. Lots of the, fun. <laughs> I'll definitely the, be watching it again. I so my my star rating rules are three stars are movies that I'm completely neutral on, ones that I feel equal amounts of bad and good. Cruel Jaws got bumped to three and a half. It got bumped wow. into positive territory solely by the scene where the lady douses herself in gasoline accidentally <laughs> and then somebody blows her up with a flare gun. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, Cruel Jaws. It's a great knockoff. Uh, a movie that I'd like to highlight that I, a lot of people have not seen, uh, Razorback. Yes. Now I saw Razorback after we did the episode. and Yes. Oof, uh, you were uh, right. It's it's really really good and it's gorgeous. That is a beautiful uh, Australian outback uh, thriller. It it's starring you know a giant killer boar, and some of the images in this movie are not just haunting but beautiful. Jacob, it's yeah. it's it's a really good movie, and if you can import the Umbrella Blu-ray, it's not that expensive from australia it is a great transfer it is a very pretty movie and the movie itself is damn good like i really really like razorback i'm glad it was recommended to me and i'm glad that uh it has been you know restored and it looks nice it's yeah it's gorgeous i love it love razorback (laughs) it's just shocking to me that a man with russell mulcahy's talent for making beautiful images on screen Mm -hmm. yeah it's like what am i gonna do with this talent and he was like i'm gonna make a movie about a giant killer boar hell he was right yes what a king yeah razorback highly recommend it razorback is awesome it's oof good movie good movie um if i would say there is one episode that we've done that i think is just chock full front to back underrated movies movies that people don't talk about or haven't seen Mm -hmm. that's our killer hands movies Yes. yes so many good killer hands movies um 
Beast Mad Love Fingers, Mad Love is unstoppable. I think yeah. Mad Love is probably the best movie we watched for that episode. Yeah, it's it's the classic for a reason, and yeah, Peter Lorre is so good, and his he's so creepy. His creepy look at the end of that film, I think, mm. is one that should show yeah. up as Halloween costumes more often. It should. Uh, um, no, Mad that should Love be an is, iconic killer. Is ph- phenomenal. Uh, he's got such a great outfit. Uh, the, the story is damn cool. I yeah, I <laughs> Mad Love. Fantastic movie. Uh, I inst- I automatically ordered the the Warner Archive uh, yeah. Blu-ray. Uh, I ordered, I believe, I ordered it while we were recording that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how much I love Mad Love. It's a uh, it's a Valentine's Day treat, Jacob. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Beast with Five Fingers has it also has Peter Lorre, and I think it has some of the most impressive disembodied hand effects i've ever seen for 1946 i have no Mm -hmm. idea how they did some of that which yeah is surprising for me that is one of the fun things when you watch an old movie and then even then you're just like how'd they do that yeah how how does how do you do how'd they how'd they do that and also how does that still look so good (laughs) um the amicus movie and now the screaming starts there are some unsavory elements to the film, but it's mm-hmm. also got Peter Cushing. And there's yeah. a scene where a guy gets so mad at a ghost that he tries to beat up its skeleton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that movie is just... Cinema. It's, it's it's cinema. It is wild and distasteful, but fun. And there's a scene where they talk about how the house turned into a house of debauchery and it cuts to a man <laughs> playing a lute and that delights me. <laughs> That's so good. That's so funny. Um, and then Body Parts is my last one. Like, Oh, Jeff Fahey. Was, yes, Jeff Fahey. It really hits that monkey shine sweet spot for me where the first half is like just this to compelling see drama. And then the second half is just completely bonkers. Body Parts, highly recommended. Um, don't listen to the... Uh, how did this get made people who think it was bad but good it is in fact just good yeah uh the, the last movie i really want to talk about is our friend chuck russell oh my favorite of the 80s horror remakes the blob as a hard category but i can't i can't argue with you i mean I, you know me i love the fly but <sighs> Nope, it's The Blob. It's the movie that breaks rules. It's the movie that rules. Uh, has fantastic practical effects. Like, this, it, the effects in this rival Rob Bottin's work in The Thing, for me. Mm, yes, uh, definitely. I love what they pulled off with this. It just, it has a great look to it. I love the atmosphere. Uh, I love this cast. I, I love everything about the Blob. I mean, it's a horror movie with balls. It 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 does things that other horror movies of the era and ever really uh, would have would not have the guts to do. I mean, kids are usually safe in a horror movie. You would agree, right, Jacob? Yep, I would definitely agree. Not here. And not only are they not safe, they come back all goopy, and it's gross. <laughs> and. I would say The Blob probably has the best joke out of any movie we've covered. And you can subscribe it in a single word. Ribbed. Ribbed. <laughs> yeah. It's just no, the, the most the, the, the well done so good. setup and payoff in movie history is I ribbed, love it. in my opinion. That's another movie that I have bought multiple times. <laughs> I had I had a really crappy DVD of it. Yep, I had the umbrella import mm. of it, of it, and then of course I have the Scream Factory now. Nice, uh, and thank goodness they announced that Scream Factory when they did, because I was so close to ordering the out of print Twilight Time uh, Blu-ray for a hundred dollars, and then I get like a Twitter notification: "Hey, we're putting out the Blob." Oh, thank goodness! Oh, thank you. You just saved me so much money, Scream Factory. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, enough holy grails of mine have gotten re-releases that yeah. I, I've finally decided that I'm not gonna 
pay out the nose for any out of print stuff anymore. Yeah, I can't. I can't see myself doing it. Like every Unless time it's... I think there is one, I'm like, the 4K comes out, and I go, okay, well, never mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Blob, ladies and gentlemen, it's damn good. <laughs> it's it's a, it's a great flick. And two hundred movies. It's a lot of movies. Jesus. And, you know, listeners, we still have so many episodes to do. There's so many things we haven't covered. I know. Uh, we have, There's some big horror icons we haven't covered. There's one big horror icon that we're definitely going to hit this October. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you can't guess what that is, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, a couple episodes it's- that I think are going to be contentious between us. Mm-hmm. I'm a couple about of some killer dolls. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun episode when we when we do that. That'll be fun. Um, gonna be talking some Chucky uh, and some other killer dolls. It'll be fun. And yeah, we will dis- and we will disagree a lot during that entire episode. Uh, it'll be fun, and we won't want to strangle each other by the end. I mean, yeah, Chucky yeah. is the Lakeshore Strangler. <laughs> <laughs> this is correct sir but i think we'll be able to agree on how great brad Dourif is right oh he's so good okay good we can agree on that I, I will probably say this in the episode but i just want to throw this out right now it's extremely weird to me that as a human he was the lakeshore strangler but chucky strangles very little no yeah he does well his hands aren't big Jacob. <laughs> i know but you think he has it he has tiny doll hands and you really can't <laughs> strangle people with those he needs to team up with peter laurie Yes. <laughs> Some mad love right there. Uh, Jacob, where can the people find you on the internet? People can find me on the internet at Jacob underscore DeNoble. That's on Twitter and on Letterboxd. And again, as I said, on Letterboxd, you can find this list of movies. And you can also find on Spotify at Irving Forbush. I've created a playlist of every uh, end credits theme for Monsters Never Die as well. So if you enjoy those little musical stings that each episode ends with uh you can listen to them all there except for the couple that aren't on spotify how about you you as for me you can find me literally everywhere at the real matt c and yes i use that name on every social media possible because i like to keep it consistent jacob i'm uh i don't mess around Uh, but yes thank you for listening to us discuss so far 200 movies and uh here's to 200 more jacob Here's to 200 more. Uh, so, yes, keep on listening and, and stay, stay spooky. When I asked my baby for a date, she said she'd rather stay at home up late. Says my cold, cold kisses give her real cold chills. But the spooky, spooky movies always give her thrills. My people love the spooky, spooky movies. My people love the spooky, spooky movies. Yeah.